Improvised Weapons features audio from BattleBards.com. BattleBards provides premium music, sound effects, and voices that enhance any tabletop experience. Me tell you no be bad! Squish! And with a BattleBards Prime subscription, you can get access to the entire catalog, as well as tools like soundboards, the mixer, and BattleBards Cast, allowing you to broadcast your audio online across any virtual tabletop service. You can even upload and mix from your private audio library. And with BattleBards Prime, you get a 20% discount on all purchases. Head to BattleBards.com and subscribe to BattleBards Prime using the coupon code IWVTCAST to save some money and let them know who sent you. BattleBards. Take your game to the next level with the greatest tabletop audio library on the material plane. The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. On improvised weapons. A little helicopter comes in and drops a glass dome over <laughs> us. Hey, let's go. Let's go over here mm. and trap you in this oh, thing. Sure. We're not going to hurt you. We would have hurt you by now, right? Because you're naked. I'm not. I'm in my full plate. The, but you're naked under that. Yes. They're also <laughs> naked under their clothes. Oh, gross. I Ew, know. Yafik, gross. But hurt people hurt people. You don't get to decide who has a goatee. Our apologies for Yafik talking down to you. Now, do we remember the plan? Hey, did yeah. you uh, did you just see eight wolves? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think oh no, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I didn't see nothing. <laughs> right. The force stops. Enemy creatures. Well, it surrounds us, it binds us, it, it pulls oh. the universe together, but... I'm realizing as I say this that, um... This may not be correct, but I just figured you sort of pushed it into the statue's mouth. <laughs> and this one just says Saileth, and then there's a bunch of scribbling, and then it says Big Spoon. I wish we'd found these papers while the drow was still alive. We could have totally made fun of them. Please dress accordingly. Purple tie. He is gnome more. Oh no, wolves! What? Here at Improvised Weapons, we are telling the story of some larger-than-life heroes. But the actual heroes are out there, in the real world. Heck, you might even be one of them. They live their lives every day. Going to work, taking care of their children, telling their family and friends about our podcast. Some might say that's the most heroic act you can undertake. Allowing yourself to be vulnerable and open about something that you like hoping to inspire the rest of the world to enjoy it too. Take a chance. 
be a hero. And remember, we are at IWVTCast on all the things. Now, let's hashtag hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, the party met the two prisoners they had saved from the crystal. Erasmus and Teardra turned out to each have some magical ability. They would have certainly been turned into compressed arcane souls and used to animate gargoyles had the party not intervened. Deciding it was too dangerous to keep them with the party, they gave them the cloak and robe that they salvaged from the cultists, along with directions on how to find their way out, and sent them on their way, with express directions to speak to as few people as possible on their way through the city and out of Bostafier. Once they were gone, Ildov went through the drow's papers, finding several oddly worded love letters to someone named Salith, and an invitation to a feast in Elder Zoln's honor on the following day. Realizing that this was as good an opportunity to get close to Elder Zoln as they would find, they decided to track down more invitations, but to do that, they would need more disguises. Setting up an ambush using Cassian's summoned wolves, they lured several cultists into the building one by one, killed them, and took their robes. Each now outfitted in the latest purple cult fashion, they are prepared to make their way back out into the city and hunt down the invitations. And that is where we pick up. You are each berobed, you've short-rested, and if I remember correctly, you've decided to seek out Bakrash to find your next invitation. Is there yes. anything else you'd like to do in this crystal housing building before you set out? Uh, I I don't think so. Is it worth seeing if we should if we can smash this crystal? I was I about to ask shot, the but... same thing. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Let's find a weak point. <laughs> I can try casting shatter. Uh, I mean, uh, vibrato is what Cassian calls that spell. That, that could draw um, a lot of attention to us. Right. That's the the last time you cast, a, you cast shatter in this building is what drew the snake bros to us. Right, but we're going to be leaving right immediately after is the difference. I don't know. We don't have... We can just try physical force. Well, I'm just like, if even if we're going to leave right afterwards, if there's a super loud noise and then anyone sees us just running away, I mean, wouldn't that be like really suspicious? It, it might, but we could walk away. I mean... The thing, the thing I keep thinking is that there are supposed sounds, especially if this thing is charged by lightning. Uh, there are big cracks and booms that always happen. But a man singing an amazing high note probably is out of the ordinary, and we don't want to draw more attention in that respect. It's fair. My singing is exceptional. My other concern is if if it was powered by by magical energy, if you cast shatter on it, that might just power it up. Yes, I think it Fair. Might be That's a great point. Physically use, take this um, down. Physical. Let me inspect the crystal, see what it's attached with, see if there's somewhere we can like at least even like put it down the ground or something so it's not standing up. Go ahead and roll something. Uh, let's ro- uh, roll investigation, <laughs> okay. I guess. That makes the most sense. That's a 10. A 10. Yep. Uh, so looking at it, uh, you can see, once again, it's like uh, 10 feet wide, 15 feet tall. Uh, it, the points of it are sort of inset a little bit in the floor and ceiling. And then there are these sort of uh, metal settings on the top and bottom with bars that come down in between them at sort of regular intervals around the outside. Sort of like it's in a cage almost. Okay. And it's... Um, it all looks pretty secure. I mean, the the welds on those bars are pretty well done, no pun intended. But, um, but uh, it, it you know you 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 think that with with enough force you could probably break the bars. The crystal itself doesn't look 
particularly vulnerable. I I mean, this could take us a while. We can do it. Um, it'll just, you know, we'll need to use the, the force of levers to, to pry this thing apart, but... Um... Going to roll sleight of hand. Ah, oh, not great. I was going to see if I could hide the crystal in my bag of holding. <laughs> like the, the <laughs> entire crystal? Yes, didn't work. I didn't we already have enough. a bunch of them. I don't know if you need to sneak. No. <laughs> No, he, yeah, Eowyn was trying to hide the large crystal yes. in the bag. Oh, oh, <laughs> I see. I if I'm see, sneaky I enough, any objects can hide in the bag of holding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I, this may take us longer than we need at this point. We don't have a, lot, a ton of time to come back to this, but let's just hope no one else uses it for... You know what? Let's, I'm going to... Is there... Go ahead. And is, is any of the housing that it's sitting in, like critical to its function maybe or is it literally just a big crystal that eats souls and spits out you know what i mean i'm saying like it's a big soul absorbing crystal but they must have done something to it to make it spit out the smaller crystals maybe we can disrupt the mechanism even if we can't disrupt the power source or we break the piece that they tie people to yeah let's break that so so based on your inspection of it um the the metal housing is is just that it's it's the the housing that sort of holds the crystal up and and what they strap people to but no part of it uh it looks like it has any function towards the crystal itself other than holding somebody there like Everything the crystal needs to do its job is contained within it. Mm. All right. So basically, it's a kind of they just built convenience pieces for themselves to put people there and not have to be nearby. It's not they, the nothing gets sucked out of the. Okay. I mean, All right then. Basically, we'd have to either dispel magic on this thing so it never could work again, which it's an ancient crystal of some sort that was used here, which I don't think any of us has that kind of firepower. Well, I think yeah. when we even when we dispelled magic last time, it. It kind of looked like we just dispelled what what Rennick had infused in it, but I don't I don't think it's gonna undo the crystal. No, I don't think so either. I, I tend Any to more than if I was to like dispel magic on your armor, it would you know your armor would still be, be a magical armor. item. Right. All right. Well. Okay. Maybe we should move on. We'll put it on a list of if we have enough time later to destroy, we'll destroy it. But I wonder if there's some way we could like, um move it somewhere else i don't know like to a different plane i don't think uh, well ildov you'd be the one to be able to do that well i don't know was there anything in <laughs> renick's book can you banish an object i mean i can banish an object uh was there anything in renick's book well but banishment well, only works for yeah, when you're the book like expert. a minute or so i am the right. book expert but i uh i don't remember there being anything in it <laughs> i mean i the things that were in it i learned and it was uh couple good spells like misty step and whatever but okay. i don't remember there being a banishment spell okay to be clear this is me is this is not me as the dm saying okay. that you missed something this oh, is just okay. me as Ildar yeah, asking really an innocent okay. question uh Ildar, no no there wasn't anything to banish a large object into another plane or anything hmm. yeah the only thing i've got is, is the that, same though, thing you have which is banishment to send it for a minute hmm. well we may not be able to do i don't know this is a tough one. It is. Let's let's move on. We'll come back to it later if we if we get any more ideas or any more hammers or anything. Mm -hmm. I have a hammer. Right, but you said it would take too long with just you whacking well, at it, right? Well, even with all of us whacking at it, there's a lot of metal to pry. I mean, we could be stay here and like bar the door and do the work, but um, I don't suppose you could just melt the metal, Eowyn, with some of your fire magic and have it hmm. kind of crack and fall out and break. I don't know if my my magic is hot enough and we don't know if it's the electricity of the lightning or the heat of the lightning that powered the crystal 
Mm, good point. Okay, let, then let's go find this rookery. Let's go. So I was thinking I still have these wolves for like at least another few hours. Yeah, I'd say probably three hours left at this point after the rest and everything else. What if we uh, sort of send them to, to draw attention away from the rookery so that we can move over there with a little bit less interference potentially we definitely could uh, they're going to arouse suspicion no matter what that something's going on and they might be on more alert of us around the area yeah the wolves are going on yeah i mean we haven't like in all of our walking around you know even when eowyn and i were walking through the lower city we we didn't see any wolves so i feel like they'll stick out like sore thumbs i, I well, no I, doubt but i know you want to hang on to them for as long as possible that. cassian but it might be time to send them away well, maybe if maybe if <sighs> we send right. them in the opposite direction that we're going. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah I liked it better when when Ildov said it, though. Okay, well, that's hurtful, but fine. Um, I guess, I guess we, yeah, I mean, just send them to cause chaos and, and uh, in the opposite direction from where we're going. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. All right. No, that sounds Unless, good. here's here's the only reason not to do that. Correct me if I'm wrong. They already know that someone is screwing with them down here right by now or or do we do we think we've managed to stay under the radar um it's it's hard to say i mean we haven't really stopped to listen to gossip or anything but we have to assume that at some point they're going to realize quaylar is missing yeah and i mean we did we did a pretty good job telling uh and we did just kill what seven cultists here Plus the ones that, like, the one that was running the medical ward in Quaylar's thing, and, like, a couple other ones there. We, we've we've taken out a lot of cultists. So you're saying it's not going to lose us anything to cause a big bloody distraction with these wolves. That's that's what I'm saying. They're, that's what it's I'm going to, to add more to their ter- to their terror, probably, or their, their paranoia that something's going to happen, which may mean that defenses are going to be upped, but at this point... That's going to happen either way, no matter how fast or slow we go. We just have to accept that we're going to have a bit of more of a challenge if we put the wolves out there. Do we maybe just want to leave the wolves here to guard the crystal? Ooh, I like that. Yeah, keep keep anybody from getting strapped in as long as possible. That's a great idea. For okay. three hours, no one uh, will be able to use this room. Not a bad thing. I call that a win. Okay. Okay, wolves, listen up. Uh, here's here's your marching. <laughs> Take, <horse>. a <laughs> Take a knee. Yeah, yeah. We all I, I forget them in a circle. I say, listen. They all throw towels around their necks. So start drinking Gatorade. <laughs> we had a great first half. Uh, really, <laughs> really showed them uh, showed them what we're made of. Now we just gotta bring it home. Uh, so anyone comes in this room, kill kill them unless they're clearly in chains and a prisoner. Got it? And they're not us. I still love these wolves are in, like, in bespoke suits. Yep. What's happening too? Oh yes, they're wearing tweed and like uh, newsy caps and all kinds of. Yeah, they're stuff. they're dressed like the uh, the weasels from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. There we go. Okay, form up, uh, flank the doors, and uh, we'll be on our way. They all so nod, slip out. salute, all, high five. They all yeah, they all clap at the same time and go. <laughs> 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 they put they all put one paw in the middle and go. <laughs> What's our team name? Is, is Wolves just too obvious? <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's roll. Bastard here, Wolf Pack. Okay. All right, Ildov and I know where the rookery is. Oh, we think we do. Yes, you have a ve- you have a very uh, you have an educated guess. Yes. I'll so bring the, the cart along, uh, so we look like we're going there on purpose, and maybe we can put like two or three of the crystals in it to look like we have a small load. Sure. We. I mean, I have more than three crystals in my bag of holding, so I, we can just put all of them. in I there. just don't want to give any more away than we need to in case we lose them. 
they're very, very good. They're people's souls. I don't want them to, to, to go away. I guess we yeah. Don't, yeah, don't have to put them all in there, but I don't see... I don't think it makes a difference, but... All right. All right. I'll push the cart. All right. Seeing as it's my size. So who's size. who's first out the door? I'll go first. Wait, no. Who has the best perception? Awen? I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you don't sound super enthusiastic about being first. So oh, let's go like me, you. <laughs> let's go me, then you. Uh, then Yarfik, maybe? The or early Yarfik mouse gets the, the trap. <laughs> what was that? All right, I'll go first. <laughs> Good God. I'm taller than you. I can perceive from directly behind you. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, it's not dark out. You both can see things. No, we're good. <laughs> well, it's okay. dark. I head out the door. Lit. You guys can figure it out. Okay. <laughs> I'm going out. So you, uh, Cassian, you go forward and step out the door. And uh, total party kill. And and you all die instantly from a rock fall. Mm. Uh, no, you, you step it. out the door, and the the city is much the same as you've seen it so far. There is both hustle and bustle. People moving from place to place. Everyone looks like they have a purpose in what they're doing. Uh, most people have like uh, are transporting things. They either have a bundle or a cart or a wagon or prisoners or or what have you. But no one is dawdling. No one is loitering. Everyone is seems set about their task. It's like being in an ant colony. An ant colony. Yeah, I thought you said colony. an ant colony at first. <laughs> no, that'd be much slower, and it would take a little bit longer. But it would be very nice. And like then they'd all talk like this. <laughs> we will crush the surface dweller. Oh God, under dark ants. No, don't give me ideas. <laughs> Wait, holy crap. Uh, but either, I love either it. Way. Like so it's like mushroom ants. It's like being an ant colony, yes, an yes. ant colony. Uh, yeah, it is It is very similar to that. So uh, you all come out of the building. Uh, you don't have to travel in a line like you can travel in a clump, so it doesn't have to be like... <laughs> yes, the experience teaches us we probably should not. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you've been caught by lines several times in your your brief mm-hmm. career so far. All right, everyone, we're crossing lines the street. Link up arms. Um, so uh, you That's begin. Still a line. <laughs> <laughs> you begin walking uh, uh, southward. You're you're heading to the the tower that was sort of at the base of that earthen incline that brought you up to the mesa. We're going to see the guy named Backrash, right? Backrash. Okay. That's right. Backrash. Yes. Backrash. That's canon. <laughs> Maybe I should talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? So uh, you're walking down. Uh, who who is leading this miasma of people? I mean, I can do it with my my cart. I'm mean, looking like I'm going someplace I need to be. Uh, then do me a favor, roll a d6. Okay, six. Six. It's my Please. favorite one. I know. So. As you are walking along, uh, sort of off to your left, uh, sort of closest to the area where um, uh, where Elderzon presented himself by the bridge, but not not quite that far out, mm-hmm. you see a ring of cultists are all standing in a circle uh, around this sort of like what looks like a shallow pit. Barely a pit. It's only like three feet deep or so. Oh, I feel the, the, the draw um, within me to be going down to a pit. It's about 30 feet wide and sort of over the heads of of the surrounded crowd. Uh, you can see in the pit there is a half-orc and a white dragonborn, and they are just beating the shit out of each other. Um, and everyone around the pit is cheering them on, uh, you know, just 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 screaming for for blood and all of that stuff. Neither of the combatants in the pit is using a weapon. This is a this is a hand to hand battle. 
Uh, neither of them are even wearing armor. They're both bare-chested. They are going at each other. Both of them have, have clearly taken some hits. Uh, but with a clever feint and an uppercut to follow, the white dragonborn knocks the half-orc up into the air, does that, like, classic arc, falls flat on his back, and this rousing cheer comes up from the crowd uh, as the assembled rabble, a couple of them break off and, like, go and drag the half-orc out, dunk a, uh, or not dunk, but dump a, <laughs> uh, a bucket of water on him. They put him upside down in the water. Swirly. Yeah, yeah, they give him a swirly. Uh, and then they give him a suitcase wedgie and drag him off. No, uh, no, they, they dump a bucket of water on him and sort of, like, slap him a couple times to try and get him to wake up. And the white dragonborn is just sort of, like, walking around, arms outstretched, just vamping for the crowd. I'm starting to unbuckle my armor and get ready to walk over. And he's, uh, what, 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 no, what are we doing? as he's uh, walking around and speaking to the crowd, he goes, who's next? Who thinks they're stronger than Siruk? And the crowd is like cheering, but no one is, no one is sort of, uh, I'm, I'm one for two. I no to, one is like... going to the, to take the bait. And then he continues on. He says, do none of you seek a challenge. I will offer up my seat at our master's feast. Does that entice anyone? Oh, well, I... oh and he That's takes a folded sure piece of paper uh, from a pouch at his belt and holds it up, and you uh, you can see that that same wax seal that you saw on Renick's invitation. Yeah, well, go should, for it, Yasha. Should I? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I, Pacha, will take your challenge. <laughs> the crowd sort of parts a little bit so that you can see directly into the pit. I also go with the part. I, like... Follow the part and look like, who's this person? Okay. <laughs> I didn't walk up with him. And uh, <laughs> the dragonborn, uh, who you, you know now is named Siruk, because that's what he called himself. Right. Uh, points out and says, oh, you there, you look stout and hardy and like you've taken a punch. Care to test your mettle? I've taken and delivered many punches and I accept your challenge. Well then, come forward. Okay. The crowd starts chanting, See Rook, See Rook, See Rook, Pacha. Oh, I'm saying it myself. Okay. I clap a hand on Yarfik's shoulder as uh, he's approaching and I say, Just so you know, Yarfik, I didn't actually let you win that time we fought in the tavern. I'm pretty sure you've got this. Whatever and, uh, makes you sleep better at night. Inspiration. Whatever makes you I said I didn't let you win. You did do it. It's a part of inspiration. Just shut up and take the part of inspiration. <laughs> right? Uh, as you, yeah. uh, so as you walk closer, mm-hmm. uh, you can see that Siruk uh, is uh, very tall. He's dragonborn. Uh, he has these large bony ridges that sort of travel uh, from the, the tip of his snout up over his eyes and then form these sort of curled horn-like protrusions that make his head almost look like a ram's head. Right. And he is big, burly, these sort of like uh, white, uh, not quite armor plates, but like scaly, there's scaliness to him. Mm-hmm. But like any dragonborn, like the, the stomach and chest is like that of the belly of a lizard. Like it's it's soft but tissue. It like eight abs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's got like twelve. He's got like two six packs. Damn. Um, he's got a half keg. Uh, I, yeah, no, it's like he has a six pack, and then someone drew another one on with sharpie. He has a six pack, but each tab <laughs> has a six pack. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Fractal six. It's a recursive six pack. <laughs> ah, the he, math, it's too much. I he has an, an elliptical 
yeah. pack. It's like a little Craftian math problem. That's ridiculous. Yes, exactly. Um, it's a I, Mandelbrot set of six packs. I, I turn to build up and I go, can you disguise my tattoo so I don't have it? Or just make it. To, uh, sorry, I you turned to Ildon. Yeah, I, I, say, I say, can you make it look like I don't have my my tattoo? I don't want to be known. Um, I'll throw a minor illusion on it. Just will it make stay it with like me, or does it stay in place? Uh, a minor, I think I can. A minor illusion would stay in the place that you set it. Oh. Um, okay. Ildov, uh, Ildov says, um, "Yeah, uh, uh, here, uh, I'll I'll pretend that I'm helping you take off your armor." Okay. And and I'll see what I can do. Sounds good. Go ahead and uh, Aaron for for Ildov roll a um, a sleight of hand check. I'm doing. I'm showing. I'm taking off my armor. So, so yeah. I'm, I'm trying to make it look good. Sixteen. Okay. So with a sixteen, uh, Ildov sort of pretends that she's helping you undo the straps on your armor. Um, and meanwhile, she's like hitting you with foundation. Okay. <laughs> that that pretty well matches your skin tone. So unless you start to like, unless someone throws water on you or you sweat profusely. No one's going to really know that you have a tattoo unless they, you know, look super carefully. Perfect. That's an identifying um, mark I don't want them to see. But you take your time to to take your armor off. Uh, doesn't take super long, you well, know. It does. I only have five minutes or so. Well, but Ildov is also actually helping okay. you. So uh, so you get that all done, and Sirook uh, takes a look at you and says, Hmm, you only have one hand. That's true. Very well. I will fight at a handicap. And he puts one arm behind his back and he, he signals to someone from the crowd and they come out and they like tie a strip of leather around his waist and around his wrist so he can't move not that o- arm. Not only are you a fair fighter, you're also a very good pun master as well. Well done. Well, step uh, to the center. Oh. <laughs> uh, the, oh, I'm fully naked too again. I'm not, no pants, nothing. Sure. Fully naked. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to phase Sirook at all. Didn't think it would. More for the crowd. The uh, the ring sort of closes in around you all. See Rook with his his free hand, uh, which is his right, his left, is tied behind his back. Uh, with his right hand, he once again he takes that invitation out of the pouch at his belt, and uh, and he says, "This is what we play for now." And he hands it to uh, to someone in the crowd to to hold on to. Uh, do, do, can I kind of reach out, like sidle out, like maybe I'm the one who's going to hold on? To <laughs> yeah. Are we on that? Side of the crowd. Go for it. Uh, I mean, you can certainly try and make your way over to there. Uh, roll, a, roll a sleight of hand. <laughs> to just walk okay. over there? Uh, no, well, no. I mean, I would assume because Yarfik took five minutes to take his armor yes. off. You guys could could have all like move strategically around so okay. that you can sort of be equidistant. Quick question. Um, I, I don't know if the Gloves of Thievery require attunement or not, but if so, can we just assume that I did that during our short rest last episode? Uh, they I don't think they require attunement, if I remember correctly. Once. Yeah, you've already okay. used them. Oh, oh, right, okay. And they do give a bonus to sleight of hand, right? Yeah. Well, okay. uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a bonus to dexterity checks, I think, in general, so. Great. How much of one? I'm trying. Plus five. I can't see my gear right now. Plus five? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so, uh, 17. 17, okay. Lovely. Uh, so, uh, Sirook holds it out to someone in the crowd, and your hand just sort of 
passes by like the wind and grabs it before someone else can and sort of like disappears back into the crowd. Nice. <laughs> well, it's been nice we don't here. tell Yafik and we just keep going with the fight. <laughs> no, no. He has his pride. He still has his pride. Well, my pride or not, if you guys are gone, you guys are gone. No, we're still fun. there. We'd want you to fight. We want you to keep I'm going. I'm just saying, even if you lose, we have this now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so and I'm going to slip it into the bag of holding as well. The bag of holding in is Eowyn's in Eowyn's hair. hair. Eowyn's hair. So just meet me on the Yeah, end. so I pretend like I'm just throwing an arm around her shoulder or just ruffle her hair. Or meet me at the edge <laughs> of the crowd, why don't you? So Cassian yeah. walks over yeah, and I gives you a noogie. noogie. <laughs> Gets stuck. <laughs> yeah. And I whisper, I'm so sorry about this. <laughs> <laughs> like caresses you, grabs you to hug. I also picture down. all of Cassian's rings just getting tangled yeah. in your hair like <laughs> two people with braces kiss. I, see, I'm seeing like there's still a seam on his hand there, and he gets stuck there with the hairs caught inside. Oh, so uh, no, 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 no! I have glo- I have the special dexterity gloves on. Yeah. I can, I can. She, she doesn't even feel so me in her hair. Like, like, I'm dancing hair. between the hair strands. My hair has nerve endings in it. Of course, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> and for the gloves, I thought they were like driving gloves, where they only come up to your knuckle. No, like they're like uh, they look like surgical gloves. Oh. Uh, they're like transparent, translucenty surgical gloves that sort of like you put them on and they almost like melt into your hand. Oh, cool. Um, cool, yeah, so you guys, you, you successfully grab that, so you're holding on to that for the moment. And C-Rook does a little bit more vamping for the crowd. Uh, you know, he flexes, uh, puts on the gun show a little bit. Right, I'm gonna um, try to slide a hand this if I can. This is just, um, it's the, not the less, it's the um, one that, it's the... Guidance? Not guidance, uh, not guidance, it's the one that um, can up my stats. I'm trying to remember the Strength. Bull's strength? Enhanceability. Yeah, yeah enhanceability with, with bull's strength. Because yeah, it's, exactly. it's bull's strength, yeah. cat's grace, and eagle splendor. Yeah, and I was going to do the, the, the bull's strength. So, slide of hand on that end. Yeah, slide of hand. Okay. A 17. Okay, so you, under your breath, uh, whisper the incantation for for bull strength, and you're you're slapping your chest, uh, and in so doing, you're also doing like the finger movements. It looks like the yeah, yeah, you're just doing the bull thing. Uh, you throw up the the horns, and uh, and Seerook uh, makes no indication that he notices what you've just done. Uh, so you now have the effects of bull strength. Ten gold on the fidgety dwarven nudist. <laughs> That came out so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you hear someone from the crowd go, I'll take that bet. Very good, sir. And uh, Sirook now sort of comes to the center. He holds his hand out to shake yours. Like on the wrist. He gives it a good shake and says, A good fight to you. And to you, sir. And being a uh, generous champion, I will give you the first punch. I appreciate it. But... As a very open challenger as well. I say we punch each other at the same time. Roll initiative. <laughs> Nat 20. So that's 24, uh, 23. Okay, right. and he got a 19. So uh, tech- you technically go first. <laughs> so I'm going to... Remember your armor class is now just 10 plus your dex. dex exactly, thank you. So I'm going to feign a punch and come under and try to sweep his legs so he's prone. Okay. So let's just roll an attack or? Yeah. Is this plus anything? Is it plus my? It would be, it would be an unarmed strike. So uh, it would be 
uh, your uh, There's a strength mod. Uh, unarmed strike is uh, yeah, you can use strength. Uh, you are not proficient in unarmed combat, right? So it's it's just whatever you roll plus your strength mod, right? And then, I and then the damage is one plus your strength mod. So uh, that was a fourteen to hit. Does not hit. Okay. So you. Uh, as as well, I'll narrate your part of it first. I'll so, be the crowd. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, so you uh, <laughs> faint as if you're gonna punch him like like right in the six pack, uh-huh. but at the very last moment, uh, you swing low and try oh. to sweep his leg with with like your full arm, like catch him uh, right with your bicep, yes. and you swing and his leg just doesn't budge. Whoa! Yikes! And he takes that opportunity to swing down at yep. you. Um, and that is a 15 to hit. That hits. That is... Uh, that is four points of bludgeoning damage, mm-hmm. but it's actually eight points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. So he yep. swings down, hits you right in the noggin, like like forcing you down, practically. You're not prone or anything like that, uh, but he hits you right in the top of the head and you take eight points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, It's the kind of thing where, similarly to when you got bit by the snake bros earlier, you're like, I've taken hits like that before and that shouldn't have hurt me so much. Something's wrong with me or something's up with them. But it's your turn again. Uh, I'm gonna grasp with the one good hand I have Mm -hmm. and throw my full weight to flip him onto the ground. Okay, Uh, so uh, this is a uh, grapple. So you can either do acrobatics or athletics. I'm going to go with athletics because that's strength-based. And I get an advantage on that. That, though, that is a 17. Uh, 17 versus his 16. Um, So you uh, sort of grab him by the wrist, and you just, like, twist your whole body um, and uh, especially since he was sort of in a position like this uh, with his his fist down and he doesn't have his other arm free to counterbalance, uh, you're able to twist him and sort of throw him onto his back. Um, so he is now prone next I, to you. Can I flow that motion to get on top of you? Uh, yeah, you can use your movement to do that for sure. I'm gonna basically just pin him legs over his throat and I'm gonna have like, my hand up ready to start bashing his face Okay, and he is still I naked. From the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, naked. Yes, and you are still naked, so you're you're. So it's extra. You're, you're rubbing your grundle yeah. all over his. I think his he pecs. needs to roll a constitution <laughs> check. I think Syrup does. It I has think been Syrup in that armor does. for yeah. about two days. I yeah, mean, for, yeah. Good. Well, you probably prestidigitated at some point. I, I call out from the crowd. Uh, I yell out, "Sea Rook, more like Sea Pawn." Like from chess. And I hit him with a vicious mockery. It doesn't work as well when you're... What's the the DC on the save? That is 17 with the save. Uh, And that is a 17 on the die. Doesn't work as well when you have to explain the joke, Cassian. I'll remember that in the future. Um, Try not to use his real name. And uh, so... Uh, as this is all happening, Sea Rook is on the ground. Uh, he's just got uh, uh, meat and 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 two meat veg and in his face, uh, uh-huh. and he sort of calls out. He says, "No interference from the crowd." What? I was just a taunt. And um, he's going to. Has Cassian put the invitation in my bag of holding yet? Yes, that already happened. Yeah, cool. 
Look, Sam, can I just get... Uh, I'm just curious about something real quick. Sure. I, so I had been under the impression that people couldn't tell that I was using magic on them when I vicious mockery them. Is that not the case? Uh, they'd have to be able to tell they feel damage from it. Well, I thought, I thought that was just damage to their self-esteem that <laughs> that lowers their fighting spirit or something. Like no, it's, a, it's psychic damage. Like, it's actual... It, it, if it takes enough. health points away from them, then it's it's something they have to okay. be aware of happening. All right, um, they don't know that it was you, okay. and they don't know what it was that was attempted on them either. They just know someone tried something and that they used their will to yeah. stave it off. Fair enough. Uh, he yells that out to the crowd, um, and then he, uh, as a... Uh, is he going to do that as a bonus action? No, he's just gonna he's just gonna try to throw you off instead, uh, and that is a twenty-four. Is it to hit or is it a grapple check? Uh, this is uh, to break the grapple, so it's athletics. Yeah. Uh, so he's twenty. Yeah, it beats twenty-four beats mine, but it's sixteen. Okay, yeah. So um, he sort of he like reaches up and grabs you by the neck, and and just tosses you back. It doesn't do any damage. He doesn't like squeeze to hurt you or anything right. like that. Um, but he definitely tosses you back and stands up, um, and then he is going to, uh, as a bonus action, uh, he sort of, like, takes a very particular stance. Um, you don't necessarily recognize what it is, but it, like... This is John going, oh, crap. Yeah, he's, he's clearly, like, it didn't quite seem like he was taking, he was a threat initially, and now he's realized, like, oh, maybe this guy has moves, I'm gonna start taking it seriously. Um, so he does a thing. And it is your turn. Uh, I'm going to take a running start from where I am and try to headbutt up under his chin, knock him back again. Okay. That is a 17. 17. Okay. I've rolled three 17s. You have rolled three 17s. Uh, but he uh, artfully dodges out of the way. And uh, and you just sort of end up like a couple of faltering steps behind him. Uh, no, he has like a lawn dot. <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, like the point of your beard yeah, stuck yeah. in the ground. You just see the back of my, my, uh, point of my braid just like flopping around. Uh, yeah, you just sort of like, see, you uh, you hit the point where you, you expected to hit him and it doesn't happen, so you sort of stumble a little bit uh, as you go further. And then he is going to swing around um, and he is going to attack you. Um, and that is a 15 to hit. Uh, that uh, hits. Um, so that is... Uh, that is... Nine points of bludgeoning damage, but it feels like 18 points of bludgeoning damage. And then uh, he is going to, uh, as a bonus action, do sort of another thing. And he is going to make two more attacks on you. Of course he is. One with each of his feet. So he has swung back, uh, hit you sort of with the back of his hand. Uh, and now he's facing you again. He's going to hit you. Uh, he's going to try to kick at you. Sort of jumps up in the air and like boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, very Mortal Kombat. Uh, the first one is an 18. That hits. And the second one is a 13. That does not hit. Uh, so uh, it's four points, of four, four points of bludgeoning damage, which feels like eight. Not four this. points. Right. So he hits you with one kick, uh, sort of to like the sternum, uh, but that sends you backward just a little bit, so you're out of the range of his next hit, and he lands again, and it's your turn. As a bonus, I'm gonna say, pick it up, Yarfik, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Okay. And cast Healing Word. 
That is eight points of healing, so that I get that back. Nice. And then I'm going to come back again and just wind up. And as the punch lands, I'm going to cast Inflict Wounds. Okay. And I'm not going to disguise it. Like, it's yeah, safe. that's fine. So uh, that should be a No, Inflict Wounds is a touch attack. All right, that is a 16. 16 hits. Okay, so then... 18 points of damage. So you regain a little bit of health yourself, uh, and then you wind up and swing and cast Inflict Wounds just as you make contact with him, and these sort of gashes begin to open up on that, like, soft underbelly flesh that he has, uh, and he lets loose on, like, an... So you're playing for real. I'm going to play to win. He is going to uh, swing down with an elbow. Yep. Uh, and that is a non-natural 20. Oh, uh, and that is uh, six points, which feels like 12. Okay, so yep, and he is going to uh, he is going to uh, do another thing like he did last time, uh, so he can get two more unarmed attacks. Of course on he can. Him. Um, so that is a 15. That hits. And what does doing this thing a look like? 16. It doesn't really, it's almost imperceptible, honestly. Oh. You look at it and it just looks like, to anyone, for anyone else, it would just look like Steely Resolve. But this, this creature is so in control of his body that it's like barely perceptible twitches of muscle that oh. just make him able to do more interesting okay. in certain amounts of time. Basically, this is me outside. He's a monk. Mm. Kicking my ass. Yes. Uh, yeah, so it was a 15 and a 16. Um, so that is 14 points. Oh, this feels like 20... Uh, no, no, 14 was the double. Oh, okay. Sorry. And then uh, and then 12 points, which 14. is the double. That yeah, I know. No. So, so 26 total. Right. I'm and not looking it is too your good. turn. I'm not looking too good. Uh... Can't blow any more spells. I don't want to blow more spells, but I'm gonna run up and try to pr- uh, try to pin him again down so I can keep his arms. Okay. Um. So. Uh, this is a, this is like a running knees to his. Uh, right well, you can't run. You're you guys. You're both right. You're right oh. in front of each other. Remember, he just he just hit you with an elbow and then right. kicked you twice. Right. So then I uh, I'll call this a Lufez press. I jump up like try to get up on top of him with my like full thing. Okay. So basically, I'm almost teabagging him again, trying to knock him down. Yeah, you have uh, you have a move. That, <laughs> that is plus the, uh, that is a twenty-two. Twenty-two uh, versus his. He's going to use his acrobatics to dodge this one. Uh, versus his twenty-three. Nice. Um, and uh, it would have been a twenty-two if he used his strength. Anyway. Um, but so you sort of run up and you you like as as he comes down from having double kicked you you jump you put a foot on his knee and you like spring yourself up to just sort of bowl him over but he just dodges to the to the right real quick and you just go right past him and now you you land and you're like back to back with each other. Oh, that um, good. Bonus actioning. Uh, I don't really have much of the healing that I can do for that to so no. Okay. Um, so he is going to, now that you are behind each other, he sort of drops to to one leg and then just spins to take your feet out from under you. So as an unarmed strike, that is a 26. Yep, hits. Uh, and that is uh, another 12 okay. points of bludge. 
And... Yeah, and then he is, um, now that you are on the ground, uh, he is then, uh, so he's, he's just dropped down to one foot, spun around, knocked you prone, and then he is going to sort of go forward and try to just, like, punch you in the back of the head, just face down into the dirt. Yeah. That's um, dirty! Not as dirty as I already <laughs> uh, It's literally dirty. Uh, and that is a 22. Yep. Wow. Uh, so this that's another legit. 12 points of damage. Great. Um, and you need to make a con save. Whoa. Uh, no. Bad. <laughs> it's eight. Just remember you got the Bardic Inspiration, too. I'm good. I'm even using it on this. It's 8 plus it's 3. A, it's so. a D8, the Bardic Inspiration, now. Right. It's still... It's, I have 12 right now. Unless this guy is, like, not as good as I think he is. Even an 8 more on top of that, it gets me a 20. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it, you know, try it or don't. I'm not going to tell you how to I'm, play the game. I'm going to hold it. I can't do it. So it's, it's okay. a 12. Okay. okay. Oh, sorry, so... It's, it's a... Thir- uh, no. Shoot. That's an 11. Never mind. Uh, he punches you in the back of the head, grinds your face into the dirt, probably breaks your nose, yep. and you are stunned. Perfect. So uh, he, uh, so you're, you're, and you're just, you're stunned till the end of his next turn. Right. So uh, he gets up and he walks over and sits on your back. Okay. And uh, you feel uh, like you're, you're a heavy and stout customer, but he just sits there and when you come back, you feel like well over 300 pounds bearing down on you, crushing you into the dirt. And he uh, sort of like takes a moment to wait for you to like start, like lift your head up and sputter out dirt. And then he sort of knocks on the top of your head and says, well, do you give up? I hand the invitation to Ildub because he's going to look for it, and I'm not a good liar, so okay. I feel like she might like it better. <laughs> She'll be able to elude. Which way is he facing when he's sitting? Is he like like? Ah, uh, so if uh, if this is if this pencil is you, and this is your head, and this is your feetsies, uh, then he is facing that direction. So he is he is perpendicular to the way you are facing. Okay, just trying to figure out if I can get my legs up there. Up where? So my I want to. Get away. Basically, what I'm thinking is a drill move. We can get up to their shoulder and wrestle them down. Like you cannot. Your legs can't. are not that long. Well, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, so. As Ildov, I'm going to uh, just communicate with Yarfik telepathically. Mm-hmm. You're like, buddy, it's up. we already have the invitation. We pilfered it. And back to the wall, he's sitting there. going to go, but if I lose, he's going to look for it. Right. So you're saying we need a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> Wolves? <laughs> um, uh, so I, I take a look back up at him, I give him a hard look, like, fine, and then I tap him on the side. If we win, he's going to look for it, too. He stands up, and then he throws an arm down to you to help you up. I take it. I and it. and he sort of grabs, grasps you. you, you each grab, like, forearm, and he pulls you up to your feet, sort of dusts you off on the front, uh, while someone runs forward from the crowd to untie his other right. arm. And while he's doing that as well, I just I touch his side there, mm-hmm. and I say, you did very well. Thank you for humoring me. I'm casting um, Healing Word to heal the wounds I've made. Okay. Are we in an open area? Is there any... 
tree or building or anything? Uh, there are no trees. There are. This is sort of where you were when Elder Zone was presenting to the crowd right. earlier. Um, so it's a it's a fairly open plaza y kind of place. There's plenty of other people who are sort of moving around outside of the crowd that you are in. So it's it's you know not outside of possibility that you could like slip into that flow of people. You know, like other people, as this fight has ended, there idea, are people actually. who are walking away. Yeah. But Cassian has an idea. While everyone's attention is on, is still on, you know, uh, Yarfik and Siruk, I'm going to cast Major Image, and it's going to just be an image of just like another, just like a random cultist guy with a little tip of what looks like an envelope sticking out of his pocket. Okay. As Siruk, as soon as I see Siruk look looks over to him, I make the illusion break off from the crowd and run away, and I say. He's got the envelope! He's making a run for it! Uh, okay, so as you do that, uh, several cultists, uh, like Siruk points at a couple of people, and they just, they go off running after the major image. Okay, and we sidle off in the other direction. Um, and meanwhile, uh, Yarfik, still in the center with Siruk, uh, you heal the wounds that you had opened up on his side, and he still sort of, uh, he like puts his hand on your shoulder. He says, you put up a good fight. You should be proud. Most don't last as long as you did. None can defeat the mighty Siruk. Maybe not today. I say, Pasha, we have an errand to run to. If you're quite done in the fighting pit, shall we? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, and he again sort of like claps you on the shoulder, taps you on the butt as you're walking away. Just, just in that like, like in a playful baseball way. But he's still naked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then he realizes what he did, and he like wipes his hand (laughs) off. I turn back, I wink at him. (laughs) Um, So you walk back over. Uh, Ildov has been like guarding your armor and robes, quote-unquote. I realize people can't see air quotes on this because uh, this is an audio medium. Sure. Um, So I was air quoting that. So she was guarding your stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, and she helps you put everything back on and and, and get all of the straps redone uh, and then fit the robe over it. I press to digitate the dirt off of Yafik. Um, your your face still hurts a lot. Oh, you yeah. you realize that you need to like, you need to reset your nose before before you heal it even because it's gonna it would heal Wrong. incorrectly. But and uh, and like you you've got black eyes. You're you know you're there, there's some dried blood. This sort of like mixed with the dirt, and the the foundation that Ilda put on you has has begun to smudge a little bit. I pull the hood up a little bit and go, we got it. We have it. Yes. Okay. Then it was worth it. And you... So, uh, and then I, t- I, t- I turn straight to AON and I just go... <laughs> put the nose back. <laughs> <laughs> that was an eye contact move, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> One hand, so I didn't have both hands, so it was even harder. I had to, like, um, really wrench my yeah. Yafik, disgusting. <laughs> what is your... Why we... Gross. You should have used the immovable rod. You just like click it in place and then smack your nose against it. Uh, <laughs> even worse, I click it in place, bite it with my teeth. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you so you reset your nose and it makes this sickening crack noise. Yep. Disgusting. It's the third time I've had to do that. That's gonna say. Definitely not the first time your nose has been broken. Nope. Okay, Cassian is just walking towards the rookery now because we got to get out of here before these. Yes, we, we're all walking. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm so you. Okay. Okay. Good. You you make it off. Uh, and Siruk, again, is, like, vamping for the crowd, just asking, like, who will be my next challenger? Where did that envelope go? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, eventually that sort of fades, and, and you can't hear him anymore. 
and you are you are walking on. Uh, Yarfik, are you sort of leading again with the cart? Best I can. Yeah. Uh, roll a d6 again. I want to. Uh... Just as we're doing this, I just want to look at the invitation, make sure it's a legitimate mission. Sure. So you uh, you open up the invitation. It looks like the kind of guy who would fabricate an invitation to say, oh, I was invited. <laughs> you open up the invitation, and it, it reads similarly to the one before. It's, it says, Siruk, uh, you are hereby invited to join our master, Elder Zone, the deep wrath, it which hungers below, that which will rise to ruin, at a feast on the 26th of Sintem, Great. the eve of the world's rebirth. Okay. Please dress accordingly, purple tie. Wonderful. Okay. We've done it. Uh, who's um, rolling a d6? I did. John? Yes, okay. it was a two. A two. Uh, so as you continue on, uh, you pass by what looks like a mess hall. Uh, several long tables run parallel to each to other in front of an open-air kitchen uh, where a stew of some kind is being prepared. Uh, there are cultists moving through a line, having their bowls filled, and then moving to one of the tables to eat. Uh, it doesn't smell like a culinary delight, per se, but it's been some time since any of you have had like a hot meal that wasn't cooked over a campfire, um, so it's still a little bit mouth-watering. Anyone else feeling a bit peckish? I can't feel my stomach right now. I, I could eat, and I think it, it might be good to sort of overhear the chatter of the, the, the ordinary cultists to see what the mood is. That makes sense to me. I, I like that a lot. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, we get live. So you uh, you walk over. Yarfik, you leave the, 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 the cart car. with the stroller parking, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All the other moms. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you leave the cart like out. There's a designated area for like leave your bundles here it's so a you cart can eat. Return. I know. Exactly. Just put it in there, like stacks up with the other carts. Uh, yeah, there's there's some teenage cultist wearing a yellow vest who's like <laughs> collecting all the carts from <laughs> the parking lot. Um, and you all you all get in line, uh, which is is moving pretty briskly. You, no peas, please. Thank you. Yes, and you you sort of get to the front. You get to the part where you can each grab a bowl and a spoon, and you you move along. And this is very like lunch line like prison style almost like you you take one step to the side they ladle you something indistinct and then you go and you sit and eat it right but it does like the closer you get I look for the toughest guy and I whack him with my chair <laughs> and I fall over yeah. the closer you get sort of the better it smells uh, once again it, this does this isn't like five star dining but it's more preparation than has been put into food that you've had in a while you'd think that Elder Zone could spring for some decent catering Jesus I use prestidigitation to make mine taste amazing <laughs> sure yes, we can, you can use you can, prestidigitation you can. to flavor I also do that this um, is better than any gruel I ever had at the and uh, yeah, and you each get a bowl, and you go and sit. Are you all going to sit together? No. Are you sitting at different tables? I'm going to sit at a different table than everybody else to get more. I'll sit with Cassie and Oil Yeah, Il let's Dove. spread out. Let's well, spread I out. want to sit with Cassie and Oriel Dove. I don't feel very. Okay. I, I don't feel this is my arena. <laughs> all right, I'll sit with Aowen. <laughs> okay, so Cassie and Aowen sit together. Uh, Yarfik uh, goes off to sit somewhere on his own. Ildov also goes and, and sits somewhere else. Yarfik, as you go and sit down. Uh, someone sort of like walks by you uh, from the front and they stop and they like lean down and they're like, ah, oh, you were the guy who just tried to fight Seyrook. That's right. It's written all over my face. Hey, don't worry, okay? Every failure is just another chance to get stronger. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> You're such a wise and, and knowing person. Thank you for and the he, words of advice. He, he walks on. Uh, 
Cassian and Eowyn, um, you go sit sort of in like at opposite sides of the middle of a table so that you, you can hear the most things. And as you are sort of quietly eating but keeping your ears open, uh, you begin to hear bits and bobs of several conversations. Um, are they hear... like the guy's name Bob? Is that why it's like Bits and Yeah, Bob's? yeah. Bits is one of the guys and Bob's okay. is the other guy. Yeah. Um, so Bits starts talking. Uh, no. Uh, so there, you hear sort of this, this one conversation. Uh, Did you hear that Science Master Quayla disappeared? I heard he took all his research with him. The big one's not happy. And then from somewhere else, you hear... I heard there's intruders among us. Yeah, some people have gone missing. Someone found a whole bunch of blood. Uh, from somewhere else, uh, you hear someone very excitedly saying, I've been chosen! I'm to go straight away to Minister Trell at the temple! Oh, this is so exciting! I'm going to ascend! Oh, that sounds interesting! Juicy. Minister Trell at the temple, ascend! Ooh. Sorry, did you say this is us here overhearing this or Yarfik? No, this is this is Cassian and Eowyn. I'm just writing it down so we have it somewhere. Yeah. So those are sort of the How the do conversations that you the person saying that they've been chosen. Uh, there's like like a, a a little bit of like clapping. Like they're they're excited. This is a known thing, and it seems very cool. Sure, sure. I, I'm gonna say. Um, Good for you. I don't believe the, the rumors that uh, the people who ascend are, are actually have their souls eaten by Elder Zone. I think it's going to be great. And they sort of turn to you and look at you like like you just stood up and took down your pants and farted at the table. They're like, so you mean what are you talking about? You, mean pull you guys haven't heard that? Everybody's saying it. That's not at all what ascension is. I'm to become one of the chosen. I'm to be given the greatest gift of all, the power of our master. Right, I said I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that rumor. I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah, but why would you even I'm say that at all? That's you. not even close to what possibly happens. If I, I we survive the process, it. I will be granted the flesh of our own master. It is amazing. I, I'm I'm incredibly happy for you. I, I feel like you guys are all acting like I said I did believe it, and I very clearly said that I don't believe it. Anyway, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> they sort of like <laughs> give you give you shoulder and uh, and, I also and give him shoulder. <laughs> start speaking tough, a little more table. quietly about things. Um, but Eowyn, Eowyn, <laughs> with your passive perception, you yes. can still hear their conversation. As the uh, the people across from from this person are uh, asking questions like, "Oh, well, well, what color tentacle do you think you'll get?" and and oh, I hope you survive. It's it's so it's such a 50-50 chance, and it's so dangerous. But imagine if you do, you could become a lieutenant. Oh, this is so cool! I'm so happy for you. And uh, it's just sort of a lot of like that kind of gossiping. Mm-hmm. But you def you definitely distinctly heard what color tentacle do you think you'll get? Yes. Uh, um, yeah. What color have we noticed when we are? Fighting all these tentacle bros that the tentacles have been different colors? They've all been black. They've all been black. I never said what color they were. You never I said what you, color they were. I thought you said there was a black tentacle that came out of the back. Or at least one of them. One of them might have been. Okay. So we have not noticed that. Oh, I thought it, I thought they meant what color beam is going to come out of it. Because, like, isn't this... Uh, how much does Cassie know about beholders again? Remember, I can't remember. Yarfik knew a lot. Because Yarf, Yarfik, yeah, Yarfik knew a lot. I thought they were talking about the different color I-beams, which have different powers. So yes, the I-beams the are all different colors and have different powers. Uh, the, the tentacles themselves can also be different colors. Beholders come in, uh, come in many shades. Uh, it's a regular Benetton ad. 
But when we uh, <laughs> when we saw Elder Zone, he was more or less the same color all around. Yes, yes. Elder Zone was a, uh, I believe, green. I think it was green. Right. Uh, so they yeah. must be talking about the beam that comes firing out. Possibly. They could also just paint their tentacles like they paint nails. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Tentacle polish. Exactly. Maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah, that's what they're talking about. What color are you going to paint the tentacle? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Stuck up on very interesting. I'm thinking polish. of getting those colored contacts so <laughs> yeah. the eyeball on the end is a different color. Um, does Ildov hear anything week? where she decides to sit? Uh, Ildov, where she decides to sit, is uh, she overhears a conversation between two gruff gentlemen. And uh, one of them is um, is saying, yeah, I was, um, was on guard duty at the Demon Spire yesterday and... Um, I'm not a pussy or nothing, but God, that demon creeps me out. That thing just, like, it has no pupils in its eyes, and you can just never tell when it's looking at you or through you. And, ugh, man, heebie-jeebies all over. Goosebumps. Don't like it. The Arl Stein sucks. Fear Street all the way, man. <laughs> Ilda uh, bites her tongue from, from objecting to... Using the word pussy to mean coward. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> she goes, raises her finger, and then puts it back down. Yep, yep. Not the place. Remind the place, me the to put you on my goatee list. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely she what just it's thinks, called now. I'm glad Shyok is so woke. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's very emotionally in touch with Jake Gyllenhaal, I, mean, yeah. I would assume. The other one, uh, the, the other gruff gentleman sort of just replies and is like, yeah, I've done that beat before. It's uh, it's definitely pretty uncomfortable. It's definitely pretty uncomfortable. Also, use coward. Like it. it yeah. Yeah. It, there are so many. You know, uh, the, the the language of common is is, is so full <laughs> of words that are that have various meanings. And uh, and there are there are a lot of words out there that could really do a lot more to uh, <laughs> to sort of destabilize the patriarchy that we live in. And 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 uh, and, and, and you know you just got to think about things that uh, that can really that can really solidify the meaning that you're looking for, where you're talking about making you feel hey, cowardice, hey, where you're talking about hey, making man. you feel small. Man, like, man, man, do you have a sister named Tirja that runs like a flower shop? <laughs> no, no, I'm an only child, but uh, but I had a single mom, so I'm uh, you know, I'm pretty in touch. Oh, okay, cool. And another soldier pipes up like, hey guys, remember, we're the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. We don't have oh, to be right. feminists. Pussy, pussy, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> a chant rises in the entire yeah. cafeteria. Pussy. <laughs> Uh, and you all finish your meals. Mm-hmm. I, I hear nothing. I'm just there. Uh, I mean, it was just, just sort of that one guy who was like, hey, you lost. Uh, <laughs> didn't even need a perception check for that one. Yeah. Uh, and you all. Can I? I, I want to try and get some conversation going at my table. I, I, I'm going to make. Um, I'm going to do a, a minor illusion to make like another voice pipe up that nobody can quite tell where it's coming from saying. Do any, hey, did you guys hear who else got uh, invitations to that big party the bosses are having? And a couple of heads pop up and, and look around, and someone, without even looking up, just sort of like still sort of shoveling food into their mouth is just like, well, all I know is I didn't get one. Yeah, they'll never give them a t- to guys like us. No. I say, I know that's uh, Siruk had one. He was flashing his all over the place. I don't know who else. Yeah, well, you know, they don't go to the rank and file. Only the, the muckety mucks get one. Sure. Like, for example, uh, Siruk and uh, others. Well, you know, uh, lieutenants, department heads, 
uh, you know, the, the important people. I mean, we're all important. We're all cogs in the machine of war. But like, you know, the pe- the movers and shakers, the people that like that that come up with stuff, the ones that really make it happen. You know, some you know what, buddy, cars. someday you and me are going to be there. We're going to be at that table. Right. Uh, Cassian just said, I bet Say, hey, yeah. Bakrash got one. <laughs> yeah, of course Bakrash got one. The head sculptor, for sure. He's, he's, yeah. he's the reason that we have our aerial forces. True. Can't, can't put a price on air superiority, am I right? I do a minor illusion of somewhere in the crowd, somebody saying, um, I wonder if they gave the Medusa one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, they might have, but she's pretty... Uh, She's kind of a loner. Also, like, weird. She's yeah, like, so weird. She's real weird. Like, I've I've dropped prisoners off at her temple before, and, oof, man, she's like, she won't look you in the eye, which I guess is a good thing, but it also feels like <laughs> real disrespectful, and like she just thinks she's better than everybody mm. else. Mm. Mm. All right. Yeah, not the kind of person you want at a party, probably. So I I turn to the guys at my table. And I go, oh, you know. I wish they'd serve us something a little more, you know, tasteful than this. I mean, like, this is nothing like Salith usually makes, right? And they all look around and they're like, what are you talking about? Who's Salith again? I just, uh, it's the drows. Salith is the person that Rennick was writing love letters to. Oh. He said he was a very good cook. And they're like, uh... You know, he, he, I heard that uh, Salith is an amazing cook. And I just, I feel like this is kind of not living up to a standard of that. Um, I, oh, okay. Uh, Salith doesn't work on the culinary staff, I so I don't I know, know when you ate her food. You've never been asked over for one of her dinner parties? One of the, the supper clubs? Salith <laughs> doesn't have a supper club. Maybe you don't know about it. Maybe you're not in the know. Salith is a wildlife survival expert. I understand that. She doesn't even have a home. It doesn't need to be in a home. I'm, I'm probably telling you too much at this point. I'm sorry about that. We need to have a code word Roll for persuasion. Yafik. Stop while you're Roll ahead. persuasion. <laughs> that is a 22. Well, I have very high persuasion. Okay, look. Um, maybe you know something I don't. But I've never heard Salith talk about cooking. I've never heard her cook. I've never seen her cook. Wait, wait, what do you mean hear her cook? Are you, like, hanging around her somewhere? Clangs and chops and bubbles and... Cooking has a noise. Yeah, I know it has a noise, but why would you hear it? (laughs) There's, like, the chop, 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 and the mix, mix, mix. I get up from the table. And the bubble, bubble, bubble. (laughs) Yeah. And you would smell that first before you hear... Why would you listen to it? Do you need to smell it? I do a lot of work with chemicals. I don't smell stuff first. Pacha, are you... (laughs) Pacha, are you full yet? In a a moment. (laughs) I know, I'm, I'm stuck on this. So you have to hear everything. You have to hear everything first. Are you like dead inside on your nose? Or just... I don't have to hear everything first. Sometimes I can see it first. I just don't have a good sense of smell. Why are you being an asshole I'm, about I'm it? I'm just asking. I'm, I'm actually feeling for you. That's horrible. You're missing out on. So oh, much. oh, sure. Well, why don't you just give me a double high five? Oh, wait. How does that feel? <laughs> slap, slap. There's your double high five. <laughs> okay. Picks I, up I, his bowl I would go up and, and walks away on. to another table. Yep. I got information. Maybe we should just turn Yarfik loose among the ranks to just, like, lower them around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having conversations with them. You're welcome. I found something out about Salif. Way to go, Pasha. Let's, let's roll. So you all individually get up, go put your bowls in, like, the... Uh, the busing station. In the bus Washo. station, yeah. Uh, you go pick up your... You go hand in your ticket <laughs> at the, the, the stroller drop-off and, and pick up your cart. 
uh, and you... I grab the kid, I'm like, hey, hey, there were three crystals in here. Where are they? <coughs> oh, sorry, sir! <laughs> oh, sorry, sir! You better find those by the time I get back here for next meal. Uh, it's, it's, it's right here, sir. I was just looking at it with my magnifying uh, glass. Somebody, somebody left that kid in one of the carts. Hey! <laughs> 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 the Sorry, down. I have a helicopter, Mom. I'm going That's through puberty, but I'm still in the stroller. <laughs> Uh, take the cart and I go. Uh, so you you take the cart and uh, you all sort of individually break off and then reform uh, back in the stream, making your way down. And as you walk by, uh, especially going down the, the I want to run a incline, D6. Sure. Four. Uh, perfect. That's the one I was going to say anyway. <laughs> uh, as you are going down the earthen incline, uh, you can see various carts are coming up. Uh, some of them contain foodstuffs. Others contain various supplies like bolts of cloth, tools, uh, various lengths of wood. Uh, some of them like two by four style. Some of them like refined into poles. Um, and then still other carts have full on weaponry. So this is, uh, this is a, a bustling city, and I, I know I keep using the word bustling a lot, but it's definitely the best way to describe well, everyone's it. Everyone's wearing one behind them, right? It's, just... Yes, they all have a big metal bustle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this, uh, you're, you're definitely getting more and more the idea that this place has been active for a long time. This did not start recently. Like, this is, this has been a, a long time coming. How long has this been going on <laughs> I ask sincerely <laughs> I really wonder uh, it's been a long time I mean it's hard to tell exactly because so much of the architecture is so old the city of Caneloth has been lost for over a thousand years so it's it's very hard to sort of put a finger on it uh, you do notice that there don't seem to be many like or any elderly mm. uh, age sort of seems to top out at what you'd say like early 50s and those are all like like grizzled hearty early 50s people but you don't see there are no like bent long bearded you know walking with cane style folk would i know how long the cult of elder zone has been around no because you didn't really know much about the cult right ahead of time it was a secret thank, thank you <laughs> yes it was someone walks by and they're like i heard you asking how long we've been around it was a secret <laughs> <laughs> i'm punching with my stump <laughs> Um, but you you continue down and eventually uh, you find. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I just I was just wondering if any of the carts that we see pushing by us have like potions or spare robes or anything. Or in Henderson's it that might be rope. Um, so you don't see any with potions. Uh, you don't see any robes. You do see like cloth. There is purple cloth, but it's all like bolts. So it seems like a lot of the raw materials are prepared in the lower parts of the city, and then they're brought up to the, the top of the mesa to be made into something. Okay, we're still in the lower part. No, you, you're you're leaving the is upper part right? of the city and going to the lower part. The, the rookery is at got the base of the incline. And there, nestled at the cliff base at the bottom of that ramp to the upper city, is a 60-foot tall watchtower. Um, that you'd estimate is probably like 30 feet wide or so. Uh, there are broken statue bits scattered all around it. And let's get some perception checks. Ah, that's lovely. Uh, 23. 21. 17. Okay, everybody sees uh, that at the top of the, uh, the I tower. I see most. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, Eowyn sees, sees it first. Yes. 
and then and then other people see it. So it's and kind of like a, like Scooby Doo heads coming around a corner, but Eowyn's <laughs> head is out first. Um, and you can see uh, at the top of the tower there are several gargoyles that are just sort of perched on the top, just looking around, maybe like errantly flapping their wings a little bit, not to fly, but they're any just... of them named Bronx? <laughs> Bra- uh, Brooklyn? No, yes. there is Brooklyn though. <laughs> yeah. um, God, I love that show. <laughs> um, but you can see them perched on top, and and not but a moment later, you see one actually like fly, what looks like fly out from the the roof of it, and sort of goes and flies off into the distance. I have a quick mechanics question. Yes. Um, while we were sitting there listening to people eating our gruel, could I have spent a couple of hit die like a short rest to be able to get some hit points okay. back? First of all, it was stew, not gruel. God. Uh. And yes, you could have you could have spent some hit die. So we can we can resolve that. Later. As you uh, grow uh, draw closer to the building, uh, you can see there are uh, there's a cart outside the entrance with uh, some statues in it, and there are a couple of burly cultists who are like lifting. They lift the statues off one by one and are dragging them inside. They go inside with one of them, they come back out without the statue, they drag another one in, um, and this is sort of what you see as you are approaching. Well, it looks like some new uh, recruits are being made. Yes, very much so. Well, let's go And on. they're finishing up, and they, they sort of get the last one inside, and they come out and do that, like, get the dust off your hands motion, uh, and then they grab the cart, and they, they walk back down into the lower city area. And now you're, there's just this sort of large, open portcullis uh, on the eastern side of the building. Alright, how are we playing this, folks? I say we use that disguise. I mean, we're here, we've got crystals in the cart, let's, uh, let's just walk right in. Alright. I'll leave the, Do some recon, I'll leave you know? the talking to you two. Um, Pacha is going to go silent again. And I'm back to being... Um, Yzma? No. Yzma? No, you're not Yzma. No, no I'm, I'm Cusco. I'm Cusco. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because it's Yzma and um, yes. Kronk were the other ones. Yes. Yes. So you all take a moment yes. to remember your motivation for Kronk, Yzma, Pacha, and Kuzco. My motivation <laughs> is shut up, don't talk, you're a bad liar. You're Which is very un Kuzco. Yes, very much so. But, pa- but Pacha's too big to be you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you all take a moment and. Kronk is a little more articulate mm-hmm. in this, in this mm-hmm. reimagining. Yeah, Kronk's a bit more articulate. Yes, well, he speaks squirrel. Mm-hmm. Um, so you all. Uh, <laughs> Take a moment, sort of like straighten up your robes, and you walk in through the portcullis. And that's where we'll end this episode. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast. You can email us at improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at teampumanife.com. Hey. Any Sesame Street fans out there? Well, we have got a special guest to tell you how many stars go in the perfect review. Take it away, friend. It's five. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Listen to the count. I'm a vampire and I can mind control you. Now, look deeply into the count's two eyes. If you'd like to support Improvised Weapons, go to patreon.com slash IWVTCast and help them keep the microphones on. You can also go to dumpstattees.com 
and get yourself a nerdy shirt using the code IWPOD at checkout to kick one dollar their way. One ha 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 ha. If you're interested in some light reading, then go to iwvt.fandom.com and feast your eyes on the Improvised Weapons Wiki. The Improvised Weapons theme, fight music, and outro were written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can hear Adam's latest album, The Badger Flies at Dawn, on Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Spotify. And you can hear the rest of his catalog at imadeitup.com. Many of our sound effects are from battlebards.com. To use them in your game, follow the link in the episode description to sign up for Battlebards Prime, or use the code IWVTCAST at checkout. Tune in next time as the gang meets Bakrash, the person behind the Gargoyle Menace. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons! <laughs>